This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Elon Musk has waded into the discussion over Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's plans to further regulate online conduct and speech, calling it an attempt to muzzle Canadians. The owner of Twitter was responding to a social media post by True North's Andrew Lawton. The Federal Ethics Commissioner concluded on Tuesday that International Trade Minister Mary Eng broke the Conflict of Interest Act by awarding a contract to a friend. Eng's office had awarded a contract to the public relations firm Pomp and Circumstance in the spring of 2020, despite the existence of a friendship between Eng and the firm's co-founder, Amanda Alvaro. The Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses is warning that scheduled payroll tax hikes for next year will mean that every Canadian will see $305 less in take-home pay. Hello, Canada. It's Wednesday, December 14th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Cosbin Georgia. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Elon Musk is now taking shots at Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's various attempts to regulate the online world and restrict vaguely defined hate speech. Musk made the comments Wednesday in response to a tweet made by True North's own Andrew Lawton. Andrew Lawton posted late Tuesday evening that, quote, Canada's liberal government wants to regulate internet content and deputize social media companies to enforce, quote, hate speech bans with a low and murky threshold for what hate speech is. I hope Elon Musk takes a stand against this. And he did. Elon Musk, writing to Lawton on Wednesday morning, sounds like an attempt to muzzle the voice of the people of Canada. The post, like many of Musk's, was quickly liked by tens of thousands of people. Now, Musk isn't the only leading tech figure to have concerns with liberal online legislation. YouTube is currently campaigning against Bill C-11, which could see online platforms forced to tweak their algorithm to promote content favored by the federal government. And Cosman, I think that's where this gets interesting because again, Musk is not speaking in a vacuum here. More and more tech giants are concerned about what's going on here in Canada for their Canadian audience, for the Canadian market. And it's not just Bill C-11. You've got Bill C-18, which is also going to deal with the way uh, social media giants interact with online news organizations and traditional news organizations in terms of having to uh, pay them money for story links being posted. And the Liberals are also planning legislation to deal with hate speech that was tabled last year, fell off the order paper with the election, but they're planning to bring it back with a vengeance, bringing things like a digital safety commissioner. Sounds like a pretty Orwellian term. I think, Cosman, it shows that uh, more attention is just going to be brought to this issue. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, a showdown that has been a long time coming. Uh, we're seeing an increasing number of players uh, both from Canada and the U.S. entering into this uh, battle with the Canadian government over what is essentially an attempt to uh, regulate the internet. We saw YouTube, as you mentioned, enter 
uh, into this battle. They have a campaign going on right now. Now we have Musk. We actually also saw a U.S. trade representative uh, express concerns about Bill C-11 and how it's going to impact American businesses. Now, um, a few weeks ago, I actually asked Twitter to comment and, and give us an update on where the current uh, negotiations and discussions stand with the Canadian government. Unfortunately, they they were unable to tell me at the time. I'm I'm suspecting that's because of the shakeups happening within the company. But it's very interesting to see uh, Elon Musk take this stand publicly on Twitter. I think one of the things that's frustrating all these tech giants is if one of the concerns was okay, there's very serious illegal stuff going on and we need more tools to combat it. I know there's been discussion about the degree to which there's child exploitation going on on Twitter and Elon Musk, uh, I, I guess, wants to combat that further. And maybe if there's government tools needed, different laws, fine, uh, so be it. Let's talk about that. But everything the liberal government is planning is more just about, we don't really like what people are saying more broadly about various issues. We we don't like the fact that this content is, is being promoted and this other content isn't. We want to rejig those algorithms. I mean, it's it, it, it's stuff that is objectionable, I think, for for a lot of people, regardless of their politics. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I, and you see it with uh, Canadian Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez, who has denied uh, key staples of this bill, but has come around to admit that, in fact, the bill does allow the government to order companies to alter their algorithm to promote so-called Canadian content, and that's Canadian content as it's defined uh, by our government. So we could see a fundamental change in how Canadians interact uh, and uh, with social media, with content online, and uh, what they're essentially exposed to uh, filtered through a government lens. So a lot of people have raised uh, huge concerns on, on the free speech lens, and uh, this is Elon Musk's territory, right? This is why I, I believe he took over Twitter. And um, it, it'll be interesting to see what moves he actually makes with regards to uh, lobbying and, and negotiating with Canada. A battle that's going to keep going, that's for sure. International Trade Minister Mary Eng apologized Tuesday after the Federal Ethics Commissioner found Eng guilty of violating the Conflict of Interest Act by awarding a $17,000 contract to a friend. Commissioner Mario Dion released his report in response to a complaint Federal Conservative MP James Bezin lodged back in May. Eng's office awarded a contract to the public relations firm Pomp and Circumstance despite an existing friendship between Eng and the firm's co-founder, Amanda Alvaro. Dion said he interviewed both Eng and Alvaro, who had known each other for nearly 20 years and determined their relationship fit the definition of friendship under the Conflict of Interest Act. During question period on Tuesday, conservative leader Pierre Polyev urged Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to order Eng to return the money paid to Alvaro's firm. Instead of answering the question, Trudeau boasted about the Liberals' by-election win. Here's what that sounded like. From incompetence to bad ethics, uh, we have another Liberal minister found guilty of violating the Ethics Act, this time for giving a $23,000 contract Shame. to one of her best friends at a company called Pomp and Circumstances. And, uh, 
It reminds us of the Prime Minister giving a half billion dollars to an organization called the We Charity that gave his family a half million dollars. So, Mr. Speaker, will this minister be held accountable and will she be required to pay back the $23,000 in improper contracting that she gave out? The right Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, in this House there's a lot of debate and back and forth, but uh, every now and then there's an opportunity for Canadians to weigh in directly on what's going on in federal politics. And yesterday, the residents of Mississauga Lakeshore had a choice. They could choose between the Conservative Party's politics of division and reckless proposals that included recommending you opt out of inflation by investing in crypto, or our government's approach of being there for Canadians every step of the way and putting more money back in their pockets. Well, Mr. Speaker, the people of Mississauga Lakeshore have spoken and elected a Liberal member of Parliament to come to Ottawa. So, Anthony, you know, I know the Prime Minister has uh, violated the Ethics Act twice. There was, I, I'm pretty sure there was also Bill Morneau when he was an MP was also cited. What, what's going on here with the Liberals? Is this a, pre a prevailing issue? Is this a pattern for them? Well, it certainly is. And I would go back to what uh, uh, Ethics Commissioner Mary Dawson had said when she was leaving her post a few years ago that she wishes that there were actually enforcement mechanisms and teeth to all of this. Because when Bill Morneau uh, broke that act, he had to pay a $200 fine. And Bill Morneau is, of course, an extremely wealthy man. So this is just uh, completely negligible for him. And Mary Dawson wondered, what's the point really of doing this stuff? If you can just say that you've been found guilty and then life goes on. And I know a lot of people were teasing Mary Ng's response where she said, I take responsibility for my mistakes. And then that was it. As if just saying I take responsibility is 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 taking responsibility and it's all done. Nothing to see here, folks. And a number of people have observed that back in the day, people resigned from cabinet or were booted out from cabinet for similar offenses. And that that is what taking responsibility used to mean. So for sure, it seems that it's they're pulling it directly out of Trudeau's playbook because every time Trudeau is found to um, you know violate ethics laws, do something uh, wrong in the eyes of the public, he he goes on this you know parade of expressing um, regret and and apologies and taking responsibility. Now, do you think because the prime minister already has two ethics acts? that uh, liberal MPs think that they could get away with more. Oh, I think there's definitely that. I mean, the tone has been set from the top, and that's what we're seeing here. What, what, what will it take for the ethics commissioner to be able to, you know, enforce these laws better? Does he require more powers? Uh, what changes uh, might have to take place here? Yeah, to Mary Dawson's point, you need to basically change uh, the underpinning legislation to allow there to be more serious teeth that see someone fined or, or removed from their post or, or something comparable. Looks like more tax hikes are coming for Canadian small businesses despite the dire economic situation and predictions of an imminent recession. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business is warning that scheduled 2023 payroll tax hikes will mean that every Canadian will see $305 less in take-home pay in the coming year. Beginning on January 1st, Canada Pension Plan premiums will go up to 7.3%, and on the same day, employment insurance premiums will increase by 5.2%, creating that $300 deficit for Canadians. 
CFIB President Dan Kelly says, quote, with rising input costs, staggering labor shortages, and a potential recession, the country is already in bad shape. At minimum, the government should be pressing pause until inflation is under control. This news comes as many small businesses are still reeling from the effects of the pandemic, and a majority of small businesses across Canada have had to take on pandemic debt, averaging over $114,000. Cosman, I think we've seen this show before. A few months ago, a lot of politicians, a lot of regular folks were asking Justin Trudeau to pause increasing the carbon tax yet again, and to also say he would not bring in the clean fuel standard, the second carbon tax. The Prime Minister wouldn't budge, though. He certainly escalated those things. So I guess it's no surprise he's also escalating these taxes. So right, Anthony, you know, uh, these are taxes that nobody really thinks about. The, the Canada Pension Plan and the employment insurance premiums that we all have to pay uh, if we're workers. Now, I've seen the Liberals try to de deny the fact that these are actually uh, taxes but uh, in reality, they are. We know they are because we, we feel it uh, in our pocketbooks. And I think it's right for the opposition to go after the Liberal government for this, especially at a time when Canadians are struggling to afford groceries, to afford to pay their mortgage. We're seeing record rates of Canadians uh, going to food banks, which is astounding. So uh, to have our government... Uh, levy Canadians with things like carbon tax hikes at a time of huge economic uncertainty, I think is, is very irresponsible and there needs to be some relief coming. That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.